That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> Since day one, Everybody's had a problem with me. And why is that? One simple word, jealousy. Because everybody wants to be Austin Theory. That's right, everybody wants to be Austin Theory. And all of you, you see the inevitable. I'm younger, I'm stronger, I'm better, and I am the unescapable. And the Austin Theory era begins now! Theory, you may have lucked your way into that United States Championship on Saturday, but that doesn't change a damn thing. Because you know deep down in your soul that Monday nights belong to me. say to you, congratulations. Oh, what's the matter? You don't like that? You want to hit me? You want to fight me? But we ain't gotta wait! We can do it right here! Right now! <laughs> Give me your best shot, kid. But on the champ's top, 
damn kid. Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Kevin Panetta. Welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host is back. He represents Dollar Club Wrestling. He is the sexiest man in Philly. He is Kevin Sexy Time Panetta. What's cracking, my friend? And what a roar we had this past Monday, right? I mean, like we're saying off the air, the first hour was cracking, but I thoroughly enjoyed this roar. Yeah, I enjoyed that first hour especially. Um, the first hour there was a lot of intensity. People actually acted like they hated each other too, and it seemed like legit, you know, not forced. Um, yeah. One thing wrestling doesn't need is more content, so I wasn't that excited that we're getting a commercialist first hour, but they brought it that first hour. I was very, very happy with the first hour. Oh, was it actually ad free the first hour? You know, what? you know what? I actually noticed that, but didn't like actually pay notice to it. It's weird. Maybe that's why I enjoyed the first hour. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. Because it was like segment match, segment sort of thing, then match, but everything seemed very well placed, if that made sense, which made it for a cracking show. That's why it flowed so well. They didn't have the 27 recaps because there were no commercials, you know? <laughs> yeah, far, man. I didn't even realize that either. But, man, like I said, Survivor Series, great show, but I actually felt like Raw was overall probably better in many ways, and in some ways, it felt like a reset, and when I say reset, like, you know, you start anew, right? You go from one feud to another feud, and it felt like that, you know what I mean, in many ways. And uh, we started off, like, for example, with Mia Yim and, uh, and Rhea Ripley. I mean, this match was alright until we went to a no contest, obviously, but... Uh, it needed a it no contest. It is what it is. It needed a no contest. Uh, Meechin shouldn't take a loss. Uh, a singles loss or a clean loss, and Rhea Ripley doesn't deserve a loss right now. I was I was excited that we got a uh, a dirty finish. <laughs> or a no finish. dirty finish. No finish. And what the hell is Rhea Ripley trying to do with her fucking backside, bro? Is she trying to get those cakes like hanging out or what, bro? I mean, jeez. Man, that's the, the beautiful cakes, man. <laughs> 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 oh shit, man! This this chick, man, she's uh, she's unbelievable, and to think she's only twenty five years old, dude. She finally found her swagger. She finally found her character. She's just not the goth girl, with, like that just does her kick in the entrance. You know, she knows who she is now, and uh, she's killing it, man. She you owns that about it. Female was. And as I was saying, the first match was uh, Mia Yim versus Rhea Ripley to a no contest, essentially. But after the match goes to a no contest, post-match we get Finn Balor 
Jimmy Damien Smith, Priest. Was that the entrance? Sorry, what did I do? Becky Lynch. Oh yeah. yes, my bad. You're right. <laughs> let me let me rewind for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that. And this whole twenty minutes. <laughs> I know, right? What's wrong with me, man? Uh, let's let's actually start. Uh, we get the show opens up with a recap of the men's you know war games yeah. match from Survivor Series, but then we get Becky Lynch making an entrance and gets on the mic. She tells the crowd that she missed them and proceeds to go glad hand in the crowd she talks to a dude in the x-men hoodie named bobby <laughs> and says she wouldn't have her come back any other way she tells another dude named zachary and she's ready to go through hell put her body on the line and jump off cages to take care of business and there's a lot of business to be taken care of as we get bailey coming to the ring she calls becky out and says when she saw her come out tonight she thought she'd return to WWE and felt a little humbled since she's sitting with all the idiot peasants but then she went on and on and she tells lynch to shut up and mocks her talk of putting her body on the line bailey wants some of that thunder and that she's been putting her body on the line and gets no respect as becky comes to bob's defense denying that he's a peasant or that he sucks and she says people don't respect bailey because she keeps losing and she's a loser. Lynch thought she ended this at War Games, but she'll come fight tonight if need be, as Bobby tells her to go kick Bailey's butt, and she gets going. As Dakota Sky, Io Sky, cut the man off from behind, and they brawl on the steps. As Bailey joins the chase, and they fight out through the back in the concourse, and the brawl continues knocking over merch stand, and security and referees finally swarm to break things up. It just felt like though Becky Lynch was kind of whooping all three of them in the concourse area, uh, Kev. Yeah, that was my only complaint. She was whooping all of them too easy. Um, they didn't seem like a viable threat. Um, I did love this segment sure. as a whole, though. Do you think right. Zachary and Bob were plants? You know what? It's funny you said you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing as I was watching it. I actually think they weren't plants. I don't, yeah, didn't Zachary seem like he was about to say something he shouldn't have said? Or he was—he looked like he was—he was about to scheme something in his head. He looked like he was about to like do something dumb or say something dumb. He seemed a little unhinged, but uh, Bob yeah, was. no, you can tell, man. You can tell the, the the ones that are plants, man. They're over actors, bro. Like you can tell they're probably not even into professional wrestling. They're just there, like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, I don't know, man. It just looks real obvious. Whereas these guys, they look legit, man. Like I felt like they were just like you and I. Yeah, I think so too. But I was, I was wondering. Um, I just did. I love the intensity. The crowd was deafening at this segment too. I guess they made yeah. up for uh, people complaining that the War Games crowd. I thought the War Games crowd was fine. There were complaints online that it wasn't that loud. Uh, this definitely made up for any of those complaints there. Uh, Becky's oh, over. No people were waiting for her to be a face, and they finally get to see her as a full-fledged face again. Uh, but like I said, just like you said, my only complaint is that she definitely took care of them all way too easily. And bailing yeah, way too easy. Back. Uh, we've got a few comments in the chat. Uh, Chris Winland, who's a regular listener and viewer every week, goes on to say, Cheers, fellas. I really think they are missing out on not reforming the way on the main roster. Where else can they go with any of these members? Gargano, Dexter, Kansas, etc. Oh, Chris, I was hoping so much um, when they showed the Candace uh, interview segment from the past before she got hurt. When she said that you have three people and uh, I don't have any friends, I thought that was mm -hmm. going to be a hint for Indy to come help her at least. 
least have her and Indy be a team if they don't formally uh, do the way. I, I'm cool with the way, but do you have Austin Theory part of the way again? And if you do, do you have everyone sort of behind him, if that makes sense? Like build the actual faction around Theory? I would have um, until he lost the money in the bank. I don't think he needs it now. I think it would bring him down right now, honestly. Uh, two weeks ago, I would have said, absolutely, he needs it. That would be his way to reform. I think it would help Johnny and everybody else out. But right now, I think it would hurt Austin, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I agree for sure, man. Um, as far as Dexter, though, goes, uh, like what Chris said, do you have him in the, in the way? Um, no, but him and Indy were better together. Bring Indy up. That might help him out a little bit. Yeah, for whatever reason, them two kind of like match up really well. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm I'm not saying Indy's boring or anything like that. There's something I like about Indy though. I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. But she has big of, features, like her mouth and her eyes are big yeah. features. So like, like she's over. She's a bit of a horse, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah. she's not boring in NXT. She just is directionless, nah. and she seems to have direction with Dexter. And uh, her over animatedness makes up for his like, you know, his <laughs> quietness. Do you think we need to put more character into Dexter, man? Like, yeah. like add something to it? Because um, if you're gonna go these creeper shit, you need to go all out, man. Like, do you remember his TNA run or Impact Wrestling run? Yeah. That was more like that creepy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was like Johnny Curtis in NXT, just a creepy guy. Um, right, right. I don't remember that. And Johnny uh, Curtis is, uh, you know, fine. Dango. <laughs> Dexter was fine in his match today. Um, he just was too cartoony in this feud. You know, it was a little too like Wile E. Coyote. Um, just a little more seriousness and less Wile E. Coyote, and I think it would help him a little bit. <laughs> meep meep <laughs> that's what it is right I mean it is it's Wally Coyote and Roadrunner um, Chris also says oh well I'm assuming this is actually Jeff I think I'm not on my show anymore Jeff if that's you first of all it's actually Kev's show he came up with it with Machismo just quietly but I just want to point out I asked you if you watched Raw you never replied so <laughs> there, there we go and uh, Chris Willard in the chat says, Johnny Wrestling is doomed without some sort of comedy angle. I really wonder why he went with WWE over AEW. But Triple H must like the guy. Well, first of all, Triple H must love the guy because he was holding baby wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> on, at behind, yeah, backstage on Raw. I'm sure you've seen all the pictures and shit online. And don't mind my neighbors, man. They're, they're, don't get me started. I think Triple H wants Johnny to succeed, and he wants Ciampa to succeed. So um, Endgame, if uh, they don't get over on their own, they're going to bring the way back. That's why uh, he signed Gargano. The way is going to be uh, – he knows that's going to be a fail safe. Then they can break up and feud again. He can redo that. Uh, I think I believe that's the only reason why they brought him back, actually, because they always have that uh, storyline, building storyline. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I think Gargano is a joke, dude, right now. I, I can't tell I, you. Yeah, but when he first came, I was excited. Now he's kind of uh, the whistleblower thing was stupid. <laughs> the whistleblower. So he's a snitch, essentially, right? Yeah, he's a little Italian, but he's not like a made man Italian. So a lot of those Italians are snitches. So I didn't mind it for that, but it's didn't, they didn't present it well. That whole feud with Miz and Dexter sucked. <laughs> Chris also said in the chat Dexter should turn on Gargano and stalk Candace. But that's not very PC for today's fan base. 
So his longevity is a mystery, but he finally got his contract. Yeah, and they were real $100 bills, by the way, that he was giving out to the kids, man. Um, yeah, look, first of all, Candice, I can't stand her, dude. Straight up. I thought I she really, was really good last night. Man, she fucking... How do I put this? I don't want to, like, offend anyone, but, like... She looks like a mother, dude. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, since she's had the kids, she's too petite, too small... She's a tad on the side, maybe because she was against Dakota Kai, didn't wasn't as glaring. Uh, I think she does need Indy Hartwell. I think it would help her a lot if her and Indy were teaming up again. Getting the tag division would uh, help her immensely. But I thought she looked fine in the ring yesterday. It was uh, believable, but it probably was because she was against Dakota Kai, who's also a smaller smaller wrestler. Evil yeah. replaced. What's up, Jeffy? Evilly replaced. <laughs> well, I, I sent you a text on your personal number, Jeff. I know. I responded forty minutes later, which well, I mean, for me, is I'm late, using my but, phone. But but for I'm you, that, that, I mean, for you, that that would be like I wouldn't know what to do with myself. That's such a quick response. <laughs> character man. Well, you're here now, Jeff. So you're not replaced. Relax. Right Calm on. down. Calm down. You're here. You you. And obviously, you've watched Raw. Thank God. And I brought Jamie um, the Jabra and Rockhard Jim Prandy with me. Yeah, yeah no, I asked. Just, just expand the screen. They're sitting on my couch. Yeah, right. why have you got widescreen? Why have you got a widescreen? And what, what's up with that? Because I'm more feels wider. <laughs> look at this guy. I He's taking no over. I have no idea why. It, Doesn't he look more wide, Kevin? Am I seeing things? Or we all looking more wider suddenly? It's probably because you only have two guys on usually. Maybe because of the three man screen. I don't know. No, I mean, I mean, technically, like. Hey, look at that. Even though these are not war games. <laughs> but uh, see, I like that one. I like this the one too. The fog is man. getting thicker and Jeff is getting wider. Well, <laughs> Jeff, yeah, you are getting wider, but <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Wonderful. Joke, you it. <laughs> We're German now. But Jeff. Yeah. We're just talking about. Johnny right here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, raps. Exactly. Where Where's is Johnny the Jobber? Um, He's on our show every week again now. He's back on Thursdays. So he's back. Oh, he's back. Got his pants back. Yeah, he got his pants back. <laughs> who's that on Facebook? Oh, who's on my show? Is that you again, Jeff? It's probably the same thing, unless somebody else said the same thing. Unless somebody's copying <laughs> my messages. Who can it be? Well, someone's... Anyway, who cares? Jeff, what did you yeah. think of Raw, man? You thought it sucked? We were I just talking about... What the... I thought it was... Really? Terrible. I, I, really? I thought it was I thought it was a horrible show. And the funny thing is like last week, like the whole internet was like Raw was terrible and I watched them like I think it was that bad, but it was okay. Wow, I'm surprised. I mean, really, you, you thought it was that bad. I sh I was just saying to Kev, I, I felt like it was one of the better roles in a long time for me, man. Oh my goodness. I, I that that thing with <laughs> Becky and then artificially going out into the crowd and try and pretending like she's paying attention to people while she's not looking at them reminds me of when I met Jesse Jackson at the Tennessee Democratic <laughs> Convention. Someone introduces him to me and he goes to shake my hand and he's looking the other way. Really? That, that's how really? Becky was with it. And then and then she's beating up all three of Damage Control in the worst brawl I've ever seen. It, it was, I mean, it, it was her. They were like five parts of raw that i found remotely entertaining um and i will acknowledge the final match was good but it didn't need to be 40 minutes of the show yeah yeah oh yeah yeah we, we went way too long and we'll get to that i mean yeah, it was great and whatever but for me that i 
I don't know. I lost interest in the match because of it going way too long. But that's you just had me. twenty I don't minutes know. of the Miz versus Loomis, which you knew who was going to win. You had you had twenty minutes of Mia Yim versus Rhea Ripley, which nobody in the crowd cared about. And then it turned into you know a brawl, which still nobody cared about, but they cared more than than them. But worse than that. 20 minutes of Candice LeRae against Dakota Khan. I mean, talk about Triple H and bringing... I mean, Monday Night NXT was was sensational. Um, <laughs> Monday Night NXT. But I do have an idea for Loomis, because that's that's where that's where I decided I want to be on the show. Without it being the way. Put him with Riddle. Oh, this Elias wow. Riddle thing doesn't make any sense, but Riddle being the doofus and, and Loomis <laughs> being as deadpan as he is... It could be a lot. It could be very browser weighty, and that worked. Mm. That works strangely in NXT, and uh, I, I'd at least give it a try. Uh, I don't know about that, man. That's just throwing shit at the wall and, and hoping it sticks. You know what I mean, well, Kev? That's what they do. They just fucking with Elias. It's the same thing. Weird charisma Stupid. with people. I'd have to see it. Like throw it out there as like a test run and see how if they have anything that works. Might be tough without Dexter talking. You know, well, I guess they would, they would do the bit where uh, Riddle keeps asking him questions and just pretends that uh, Dexter answered, you know, even though Dexter Danny just assumes the answer, like, hey, we teamed up today. Oh, it's so awesome, man. When hit my box, hey, you, you, even though Dexter never answers, that's what they'll Yeah. Pete Dunn almost never spoke. True. And by the way, Loomis at some point does need to speak just a little. I mean, you, he does, he, right? Even, even on NXT, he said, I love you or I do or whatever during the, during the wedding. I mean, so. We, we already know even in kayfabe he can speak so i mean yeah so like i was saying they did wiley coyote uh with them earlier that's a daffy duck sketch they're gonna steal now he's gonna go from wiley coyote <laughs> to daffy duck <laughs> oh boy man do we jeez yeah i think dexter does need to talk though i think jeffy's right he needs some sort of substance man like we can't just have this creeper psycho crazy eye looking dude just I don't know, because soon they're going to realize they've got nothing to do. They won't have anything to do with the guy, man. And, and it wouldn't be... If, yeah, if what? They don't have anything to do with him in, in, in the ring to get him to talk. Do like what they did with Alexa and Team Hell No. Have him go through those therapy sessions. Th those are usually <laughs> pretty funny. But then you're making me to a joke, though, Jeff. He's already a joke. They made him a joke now. I felt agree with that. Well, thank Fair God enough. he looked I decent mean... in the ring. Like, like deep, I know it was a hardcore match. But uh, I was interested in that match. I know Jeff wasn't, but... Well, if he's a joke, then he's a joke, I guess. But, um, oh, and before we actually get into the show proper, me and Kev were discussing, do you bring the way back? I mean, it only made sense with Austin Theory. And since they decided to go with, you know, Austin Theory, renewed confidence, no longer a kid, don't fuck with me kind of thing. Uh it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if your next question is what do you do with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, my answer is never show them again. Put the put them in put them in the Bo Dallas closet and, and lock the door. Come on, at least no. Candace and India could get a tag team run with you know. That'd be Actually that's exactly what we're talking about as you came onto the air. Um I agree with Jeff to be honest, Kev man. Fuck Gargano and freaking his wife. You wouldn't Seriously. give her the DIY when Chiampa's back a chance? Uh, where is Champa? He's hurt. What's wrong with He's hurt. him? He's hurt. He'll he? hip, hip yeah. surgery. He, oh, so that's legit? Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, all right, fair enough. Almost everyone that comes up from NXT gets crickets. None, none uh, of these acts work on the big stage because it's a big stage. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, point. maybe the guys that just started there, like Drew McIntyre and, and Bobby Roode, until they ruined him, got like everyone. I guess there were the guys that were already established somewhere else, though. Yeah, glorious. Shinsuke had a great reaction when he first came up, but he was established in New Japan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, he got a pop and a half when he came to NXT from New Japan. But at the time, he was pretty hot. I felt because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was actually watching, you know, New Japan pretty frequently at the time so for me it was a big deal and it felt like a big deal when he did come up to nxt but uh and, well and that's because that they we were trained that anybody that comes from nxt was going to get buried so they, they did yeah. that to us that's why they started getting crickets i didn't even that's why i stopped watching nxt at one point you're like oh i'm gonna like this guy and he's gonna get buried like i'm done with this show what's the point of getting invested it's true man it's it's true and uh and what nothing we'll just talk about as you jumped on <laughs> And Kev, I was saying this to you. I just feel Candice LeRae is just so. Look at her, man. She's plain. She's a plain Jane, dude. She she tippy toes when she runs in the ring. I can't stand that shit. She's a right? pixie. She's flying. Yeah, but that's my point. Like you, you're supposed to be a professional wrestler, not a little fucking, you know, a girly girl. Like I just, I don't know, man. She just doesn't look like a professional wrestler to me. She used to seem decent a few years back on the indie scene. But in WWE, she just doesn't suit, man. In the end, she is decent. And maybe she could be right. a coach or whatever. Maybe she could teach Shotzi how to deliver the DDT and Ronda how to take one. But, I mean, <laughs> because they did the same move with her and Dakota, and they did it correctly. But, I mean, Dakota's – I mean, I have more problem with Dakota, Kai. She, she, I mean, she looks emaciated. I mean, she looks unhealthy. She's so thin. I mean, Candace oh, LeRae can't really not, complain about her. anorexic thing. She looks anorexic. I'm really? sorry. I've seen that. Yeah, I think wow. she looks anorexic. She looks. She looks like she. Girl needs a burger. But Candice LeRae, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really complain about the way she looks and not complain about Alexa Bliss. I mean, they basically look alike. But Alexa Bliss has got good, like, uh, for a height, she's got like a bit of meat at least, if that makes sense. Well, like she's, she's got, she's got ass, man. She's got like a backside, whereas fucking someone like a Candice LeRae has got she's just flat back, man. She also has a she also has a fan base. I mean, she's got Alexa fans. I mean, she sells those dolls. She sells shirts. She sells everything. And you know, she's got a story, which is you know, she seems disinterested. Is that because she was disinterested because of you know, Uncle Howdy is is calling to her or whatever? Yeah, of course it is. Because because what else is she gonna do? But you know, obviously she's going to turn heel. You know, on, on someone. I don't know if it's on Bianca or. Becky, but she's got a story. What, what's Candace got? I mean, listen, if they are just building a workman-like jobber class, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm, I'm all for there being people that, that lose six out of every seven matches, and every now and then they win a match so you can believe that they can. Guys, Todd Brantley agreed with you in the comments there. He said, Candace is not dollar-worthy. Oh, yeah, I said it. I was going to bring that up, but I was just <laughs> waiting for the opportune time, and fucking that's the comment of the fucking year. Because he's, he's right. I mean, seriously. I like her, but I did not award her $1 yet this year. So I guess. Wow. So much for you I, liking I, her, then, I, Kev. I, I do like her. And, and last night was the cutest Sorry, Jeff. Last night was the cutest I've seen her look. I, by did. the way, I, on the record, did not award anyone a dollar on Raw last night. And I stand by my no dollar for Survivor Series either. Wow. 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 Yeah, oh, Rhea Ripley, yeah. both of them, both of them. <laughs> Sorry, she's, she's she's getting yeah. Rhea, Rhea Ripley is getting too too uh, 
too butchy for me on for, for the dollar. She's got to either show a lot more too cleavage or, or look at, <laughs> or 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 get a look. Listen, what she's doing is working. It's just not getting dollars from me. Wow. But Kelly, Kelly, those with the, she has some strange fashion choices, and I just can't give a dollar if I if I think the shirt is stupid. Fair enough. I mean, I guess it's not, getting the dollars not the be all and end all, obviously, <laughs> for women's professional wrestling. Yeah, so it it's is. Not like, I mean, it's, <laughs> not like, it's not like penis jokes, but it, it, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, or maybe it is. I guess it is the be all and end all. I mean, shit. If you can't get a dollar, then you ain't shit. No, clearly. <laughs> but why would you not give her a dollar? Come on, man. What she looks too butchy, really? Are you talking to me? Yeah, you. Uh, well, I mean, Kev gives a dollar to Rhea. Well, I mean, it, this is one hundred percent subjective, isn't it? So, I, when I when I look no. at it now, I don't see someone that I'm attracted to. I, I see someone that I want to watch fight. Yeah, she looks. She's got that. I don't know, man. Like she, she's got that kinky look about her. Do you know what I'm saying? But uh, whatever. Anyway, that's in the day. It's professional wrestling. She looks like a friggin' wrestler. <laughs> yeah. That's what matters. You know what I mean? And. And it is what it is. But let's move on. Let's move on to the first match. We already spoke about the Becky Lynch segment. Um, and it is between Michin, Mia Yim, versus Rhea Ripley. And the match goes to a no contest. And and the match went for a while. It was not bad. It was a decent matchup for what it was, too. But for whatever reason, we go to a no contest. But post-match, we get Finn Balor, Damian Priest, joining the fray as Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson right after and the OC stand tall after a brawl as Stoles gets on the mic and says he said he thought it was over as Survivor used and he was wrong but it's going to end tonight four on four right here on Monday Night Raw referee Eddie Orengo runs down and we got a mixed match I guess and everybody's brawling as things eventually settle down and we get to a match between Judgment Day Damien Priest Dominique Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley versus the OC in AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Mia Yim. And I'll be honest, guys, and um, I'll, I'll tell you first, Kev, I actually thought this was a great match. I, I thought it was yeah. really good. It was good because of the intensity of everyone. They actually, like, it seemed like a blood feud, like, even more than it is, you know? It's really not really a blood feud. Like, it's a uh, contrived bullet club story, but they acted like it was. They seemed like they hated each other. AJ Style, I haven't seen that intense in a long time. Um, even the first match, it's the best Mia Yim ever looked. I disagree with Jeff. I thought Meechin was getting some cheers. I thought I heard some lot of cheers from Meechin. Uh, oh first time I ever heard the crowd get into her at all, too. He's getting deaf, Kev, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, getting, he's starting to get deaf, I'm telling you, man. Because uh, we've had these same arguments where I'm hearing certain stuff going through my television Wait, I, have a, I have a question for you. Just pay attention, listen very carefully. Is <laughs> does that sound like cheers to you? <laughs> Sounds like you're having McDonald's straw. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Well, I don't know about you guys, but the McDonald's straws down here now are freaking cardboard, dude. Wow. The paper. Oh, it makes my anyway. I hate it, man. They fucked it. Do you guys still have plastic straws at least? Yeah, at most, at most places, motherfuckers. Yeah, but, but those paper straws—they they were making—they were making a big surge. But I think they're going. I mean, firstly, I you know they don't do anything, and you can't. You, I mean, you can recycle plastic as easily or uneasily as you can paper. And since they're both dirty by 
soda, you have to clean them with hot water, which sort of oh, dude, which nobody like... does, and it defeats the purpose of the of the recycling because you're using more energy to clean them. Well, I know this is not a straw show here on the PWC, but I just want to say one thing about straws, and I'll and I'll stop. Those paper straws, man. You, you know when you get them in the little paper packaging and you're ripping them off with your teeth and you know pull it out. For some yeah. reason, every time I do that with those damn straws, I feel like I'm getting my nails straight down a blackboard, man. It makes me like just I'm getting that feeling now. I fucking hate them, dude. You know, anyway, they should just use Twizzlers at places. Just have a deal with Twizzlers. <laughs> but be amazing. Double marketing there. Yeah, they don't give a fuck though, Kev. That's the problem. <laughs> they want to save fucking cash with anything and everything. Anyway, um, uh, what's funny? Uh, <laughs> what's, what did Todd Brandy say over here? Sounds like the sea otters at SeaWorld. <laughs> I told him I love Giselle Shaw on Impact, and he was saying she sounds like a sea otter. I love Giselle. She's hot. Oh, he did too. <laughs> <laughs> he gave Giselle Shaw a dollar before he gives Candice a dollar, and I don't even Candace, like Giselle in the WWE. Giselle. I love her. You know what? I don't even watch Impact, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with him just because Candice doesn't get a dollar. Yeah, Candice can <laughs> seriously. Uh, anyway, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, like I was saying, um, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Uh, Jeff, did you like this match? Yeah, no, this match was okay. This was fine. Um, and if it actually is the end of the feud, that's great. I mean, I didn't like how it arose because AJ didn't even make it into the ring before the ref is called on a no contest, which was weird. I mean, usually you have to make contact with one of the competitors. Like, even if you, even if he tangled with Dominic, that shouldn't have mattered. So, I mean, you know, all right. I mean, that just looked dopey. That, that's the kind of thing that, that WWE doesn't generally do. They usually have their choreography, you know, try to make sense. Um like Vince used to be a stickler for the rule. Like if the wrong guy on the tag team got attacked, it, it was disqualification. Now it's like, what just happened? They're both on the outside. Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, but aside from that, no. I mean, during the actual match between the two women, no, they, the, the crowd was dead. I mean, Rhea gets her heat. Michin got nothing. But during the match, I mean, you know, whatever. It's over. The bad guys won. Yay! Hopefully, it really is over. Is there countouts in that match? Because uh, Michin was out way longer than ten. They didn't even start to count. That was my only gripe about the match. Who the fuck knows anymore, man? <laughs> Seriously, it's it's this is becoming a thing in all of, of professional wrestling. But Todd asks, so who's your pick for the dollar for Survivor Series? I got Rhea Ripley. Kev got Rhea Ripley. Um, I actually gave it to fucking Alexa Bliss for some reason. And Jeff, who'd you give it to again? No one. No Jim one. Brandy, that's right. Jim Brandy gave Becky Lynch. Ah, that's right. You actually gave it to no one? You... I gave it to no one. He's a picky motherfucker, this guy, right? I mean, shit. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the to the result. As Judgment Day win by pinfall via Riptide from Rhea Ripley on Mia Yim in a pretty chaotic matchup. Probably even the match of the night for me. But we get footage from earlier of the Street Profits being interviewed as they arrive at the building. Montez Ford says it feels as good to be back as Byron Saxton looks and he runs down all the things that have changed since they were on TV last when Alpha Academy rolls up. Chad Gable shushes them <laughs> and says he's been here working quietly making himself the best part of Monday Night Raw. 
He says he's asked for a match and they bicker as the bloodline end up making the entrance here comprising of Sola Sokoa, the Usos and Sammy Uso. <laughs> they get on the mic and JSO says they went to war and war games and he thinks he broke his hand for real but you see he's standing tall. Jimmy says for the first time ever there are no cracks in the bloodline but Kevin Owens is a little bit mad back there because Sammy isn't his dog, he's their dog. Sammy has a serious moment with Jay talking about how they haven't seen eye to eye, but how the way they embraced at the end of the match was very oozy. And from here on out, any bloodline business they have to handle, Zane says they're on the same page. He offers a hand and Uso smiles it off for a second before shaking it and embracing Sammy as Zane calls Jimmy into the hug and he joins very enthusiastically. They all turn to, to a stoic solo, but before he can give in and hug, Kevin Owens ends up interrupting. Sammy war, war, warns him off from trying to fight, but Kev says that's not why he's here at all. He's just here to tell Zane that he totally gets it. He totally understands why he chose to do what he did on Saturday, because how many times through their careers has he done the exact same thing to him? So he's not mad. He can't blame him for it one bit. And he's not here to fight. It's actually quite the opposite. Since Saturday, he can't help but think that for 20 years now, their careers have been linked. But after Saturday, he doesn't want to fight, team, or ride the shows together. He doesn't want anything to do with Zayn. As Sammy says, that's fine. And he feels exactly the same way because he doesn't need Owens anymore because he has a family now. As KO says, he he's genuinely happy for him because finally everyone in the WWE Universe can see just how great Sami Zayn is and to see him get the recognition he deserves and he loves it but it doesn't matter how many times they tell him he's in the bloodline or he calls them family just remember this he's not their real blood and he never will be as Jay steps up and tells Sammy not to worry he's got this Kev's just mad because he doesn't have any family around him but check this out if you've got a problem with Sami Zayn you've got a problem with the main event Jay also as Kev says, he might be done with with Sammy, with Sammy Uso to be precise, but he's not done with Jay and he'll kick his ass later tonight. Um, this was a long promo, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Kev, what'd you think, man? Yeah, I loved it too. Even Sammy's new shirt, feeling Usi, that's great too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did know Solo Solo Sequoia's been acting more like indifferent or looking angry at Sammy in the background and stuff, and he used to be like all so? on him. Yeah, yeah, he's been looking. Uh, Maybe something's going to be brewing with that, or it's going to cost a match or something, too. I noticed before he was, like, loving Sammy, you know. I thought maybe they were even going to uh, team up. But watch mm. the background now. He seems a little more he like... He has uh, been a little colder, but I think mm -hmm. that's... I think his character now character. is just, right. just to stand there like that and look like stone to everyone. But you're not the only one that's mentioned that. Uh, Zero News made mention of it. Some other people as well. But I, I think that's just his character. It's just his character is the, the stone man. He yeah, could have been laughing too much before and breaking, so now he's like going overly the other way to make sure he doesn't. Could be. Yeah, because I don't actually get the impression that he's going to turn on Sammy, to be honest. But I understand where you're coming from, though, Kev. He is more stoic, no doubt about it. But like Jeff said, I think it's just his character, to be honest. Even even Wargans, he was more like Umaga, and like the uh, yeah, he had yeah. in the past too. I liked it a lot better if uh, stay this way, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, Todd Brownley says to you, Jeff, you could have picked a ring announcer. Kathy like, Kelly for your dollar. I, I thought yeah. about it. I, I I was very close to 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 uh, picking giving Samantha Irvin the dollar. Didn't like her dress. Jeff didn't uh, or Todd didn't uh, Kathy Kelly look good too? She did. I agree. Uh, Todd also says in the chat, better faction, Bloodline or the Shield. Shield. Uh, well, the the Bloodline only because there's more depth to them. Yeah, there's way more personality. Like you can, like for me, it feels like the Bloodline feels legit. Like they love each other. You know what I mean? They are family after all. But even with Sami Zayn, the story they're telling, like I feel like the Usos genuinely love him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Pierce Austin's in the chat saying, "What's up, mate? What's up, brother? Hey, man. What's what's crackalacking, Pierce? Man, it's been a while, man. How's it going, fellas? We're good, man. We're we're good. We're hanging in there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying, um, I just feel like the Bloodline's the better faction, but the Shield is always going to be sort of labelled as one of the best factions of all time, right? I mean." Jay. Yeah, it's three world champions, you know. Like you're not gonna get that out of the bloodline. Even if Jay Uso is, what's his ceiling? He's gonna be a good intercontinental champion one day. Maybe <laughs> Sammy will get. Hopefully, Sammy gets a world title. That's not even guaranteed. Uh, but yeah, they have great storylines. One of the best stories in the last ten years. Yeah, but they were never world champions working together. They were only world champions working apart. I think. Um, yeah. I was actually on hiatus from wrestling during most of the time the Shield was a thing. Um, but when I saw them, I'm just like, ah, two undersized guys and one guy that looks like a wrestler. Um, but I, I never really. But the, the thing about the bloodline is they are, in fact, a bloodline. I mean, so I, I'll go with the bloodline. I, I will say that Roman's title reign has eclipsed anything the Shield did has done as a group, including Roman's five prior title reigns. I will I will say also that the Usos tag team title uh, championships has eclipsed anything that the that the Shield did as a group. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, to, to the issue at hand, I thought this was a good segment too. I am just really worried about two things. One, first of all, Kevin Owens has cut that same exact promo with Sami Zayn before, about two years ago, well, the last time they were feuding. Same thing. Right. It, it was the same exact thing. Okay, big deal. That 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 happens, but I mean, it really was the same thing. It was just recycling. The other, the other, but it was delivered. And it was a little fun. It's just whenever something is good on WWE, they shove it and shove it and shove it and, until it, you can have too much of a good thing. And I really think like the bloodline feeling Lucy thing. It's now on Raw. It's now on SmackDown. It was just on Survivor Series. It's in every recap. They recapped it twice last night during Raw. They they recap it, you know, on on every show they can. It, it's so it's too much. It's just like I don't I don't need to see it that much. It needs to still feel like a treat. Now it, it's like I love ice cream, but if you have ice cream three days in a row, you're like, I really don't need to see any more ice cream. Jeff, you're undervaluing the Shield. They beat the Usos. They beat the New Day. They beat Evolution. They beat Team Hell No. There's much more too. They beat and the their matches were fucking fun. Usually, man, every time they were involved in, in like three versus three matches or and whatnot, they were some of the best faction I, matches. I, I, I just saw it. I, I'm not undervaluing them. I, I didn't watch them. Yeah, they beat they beat the champions of the bloodline, the longest reigning champs. So that's we got that right there. You know, true. 
Those Usos were not these Usos. That's that's true, but they beat the New Day, who who was the New Day then too. Like, and I mean, an Evolution were a bunch of forty-eight-year-old men at that point. Not Orin. With 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 a couple of them with their eyes out the door. (laughs) Todd says thoughts on Sami Zayn possibly winning the Rumble. I think Elimination Chamber is in Montreal. It is in Montreal, as a matter of fact, Elimination Chamber. And no, he's not going to win the Rumble, even though. He probably, right now, if you had to have like a... Because let's be honest, right now, Cody's almost an afterthought in many ways. I mean, I feel like once he comes back, he's not even going to be as hot as he first was. Oh, when I he hear first about came. Cody every single day. I think that there is... Look, what, what do you call those like things where there's gas things and you need to like open up the exhaust tank to let some... <laughs> I think Cody is that, that, that steam engine. And once he's there, it's going to be... I, I think actually Cody's overvalued. I think the memory of Cody is like so much more than the reality. He had like three sensational matches. Um, uh, but no, it, it's it's definitely Cody. And Cody feels like more of the star. But if Cody doesn't recover as quickly and you had to do something that you know is going to get a quick pop and, and, you know, make people happy for a little bit in the memory, yeah, you could totally go with Sami Zayn as the, you know, Daniel Bryan underdog or the Mick Foley unlikely never thought he'd be a world champion kind of kind of thing. I, I just can't see it. He just, I mean, he, he still looks like a more of a biker than, than he does a wrestler. By biker, I mean bicycle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just think it's too much of a good thing. But yeah, the, 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 I mean, I like their act, but I mean, all said and told, it was probably an hour and 15 minutes of TV time was dedicated to the bloodline without Roman or Paul Hammond. True. Good point. Uh, to be more honest, I think you have a the more uh, this won't happen either. You have a better shot of uh, Jay Uso fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania than Sami Zayn. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. Like to, how, you can't go from the people wanting The Rock to Sami Zayn or Jay Uso. It's not going to happen. It's just going <laughs> to ruin his push. Yeah, that Do we really be, need The Rock be. right now in, in, in a matchup with Roman? I think the thing with Sami Zayn is, you know uniquely and uh what's the word organically the only way his story ends happy is if him and kevin owens take the tag team belts if he can't have a happy ending with roman reigns involved in the storyline really the ultimate though happy ending is for zane to win the world championship Ain't but happen with him as champ with roman as well champ. well like todd said in the chat the you know elimination wow. chamber is in montreal after all right but do we have roman reigns in that matchup, no R- Roman. Well, this is the, this is the rumor that at Rumble, um, Roman will face Kevin Owens, and so there's not going to be a second match between Roman and Kevin Owens after or before. Um, but I, I do think Sami Zayn will make it to like the final six, maybe four of the Royal Rumble. But he's not going to win. But we will know if there's a turn coming by the end of the Rumble. You know, based on what happens in the Rumble, there's. I, I would just continue to ride with this. It's just, but if they keep wanting to overexpose it, then then give me that turn. Give me because I, I I don't I don't like being overexposed to uh, most anything. But I, I I just imagine all people that weren't on this show. Um, not that many of them are so great, but you know where 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 was Lashley? Where was almost? You know, there was plenty of people who could have taken some TV time. And you know, again, I feel like it's always. Judgment Day, Damage Control, and now, now the now the Bloodline. I mean, it's it's just it's just it's the same. And three hours is too long to to do that. You know, 
I'd rather have them throw in four meaningless six-minute matches in there just to break things up a little. I did like the pacing of Raw, though. I won't lie. I thought it was a lot better. Chris says in the chat, uh, without a main title to chase or hold, where does Lashley go from here, and who would you have feud with Lesnar whenever he pops back? I'd still have Lashley and Lesnar go at it right now, yeah. personally. Well, I assume he's still going to go for the U.S. belt. He was involved in Seth winning it and Seth losing it. As much as I don't want to see that anymore, he's above that. Uh, he, he definitely was involved in the finishes on both of those two matches. Or else, excuse me, Austin Theory losing it and then Austin Theory winning it. So I doubt I'm that's going to finish. I'm going to keep wish casting that they're going to come back next week and Lashley's going to say, I bet you wonder why I wasn't on TV last week talking about the, the U.S. title because I'm done with that. But I'm not done with something. That's it, man. And then we get MVP and almost come out, and he's going after the the WWE world title. They need to break up those titles anyway. I think Lashley is a very credible counter. He's very credible to beat Roman. And if you have almost, and no one else, but if you had almost, let's just say it was the same art business, but you added almost Cedric and Shelton, they could at least fend off the bloodline uh, for one title. They don't have to beat them. They just need to, you know, avoid the screw job. So that's what I'm wish casting into existence. And I did wish cast the Hurt Business into existence, even though at the time I called them the Nation of Domination 2.0. But I actually populated with the exact members of it. So I mean, this is this is this is me doing that. Um, what was the second part? Of what it's the Beatdown Club. It's the Beatdown. Who's going to fight Brock Lesnar? Was the second part. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think Lashley and Lesnar have one more. But the thing about Lesnar is, it doesn't matter. You can put him with anyone. I mean, break glass, put him with. And if I would Goldberg, well, he, he know, didn't want to work with Kevin Owens. Apparently, he, he he pulled out his that don't work for me, brother. No, but <laughs> Cut mean, out. But Kevin Owens does that. It doesn't make any sense anyway. I mean, you would want it with a fighter. I mean, so maybe that's what you do to get you know. Riddle takes a strong loss, you know, he, but he looks like a real fighter, not just such a joke. That could be something where you elevate him. But it could be break glass and you got Goldberg. How about Lesnar versus Omos? That would be interesting to, to, to see that dynamic. But you've got to build Omos up, though. Nah, fuck Strowman. See, Strowman's already burying himself into a grave, dude. Like, he's such a dork, man. I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Stop what? parading like you're some fucking sex god online. Lesnar like, versus anyone is like, interesting, but but the rumor for WrestleMania is is it's going to be Lesnar versus uh, Walter. Uh, the uh, what's his name? Gunter. Yeah, yeah, Gunter. Yeah. Walter, I understood. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Edge would awesome. be good too. Edge would be good. Yeah. You could do Edge. How about Cross? We've seen that in the who? Cross. Cross. But he's going to have to destroy Cross. No, or he's going to have to lose to Cross in in in, in uh, a, I don't see in, that in a banger. I mean, you you have to you know like a something you would like like a, like a, like a strong style where they're both clobbering each other in the back, but you know, and and they all have red welts. I mean, you could do less than <laughs> anyone, Sheamus. I mean, it's, it's not hard. Sheamus and Brock would be awesome. I want to see that. Yeah, I want sure. would be great too. But the, the that would be not the Intercontinental titles involved. The the Gunther like feud has the potential of like a trilogy type of fucking you know matchups like just a whole series of matches and I'll be happy as Larry to fucking watch that that's for sure um how about we finally we'll get Lesnar against Mark Merrow the, the feud that never happened we all needed <laughs> he would eat him alive now then 
and and forever Mark has has the spirit of Jesus Christ with him. I know, I know, I know all about. Do- Doesn't he do all these uh, talks these days? Motivational speaking and shit. Him, Luger, Nikita, Johnny be bad. That's all I have to say. Hey, Johnny he did good. score. Johnny be good. Yeah, that was Dusty's idea. That's true. And Vince apparently used to cream his friggin' panties yeah, over I Johnny be bad. I have a prediction I just want to throw into the stratosphere here and see if it happens so people can say I was the first one to think of it. WWE that? doesn't want to make Roman lose for a while, so they just keep the to him as unified champion, and then they reintroduce the worldwide, uh, the, 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 the title that Dusty Rhodes always wanted, the green belt, and then oh. the Cody goes for that at one point and wins that as the third world title. The very first world championship you told yeah, about? Yeah, that belt. It'll be like a new belt. because they'll, they'll keep uh, the two unified forever and we get a unified belt. And then Cody <laughs> new belt. The WWF. Yeah, the WWF <laughs> one, the green one. Ugh, I'm, yeah, I'm not feeling that one. Just put a clock on it. Put a clock on it. That's my prediction. The way they're booking Roman, they they're booked into a corner, and they gotta they gotta give it, put another belt out there eventually. You're gonna dig up the Morales, Pedro Morales's great grandkid, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno's great grandchild, or, or Pat Patterson's Intercontinental Championship from fucking Brazil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, shit. He did dig up the original IC belt at one stage, dashing Cody Rhodes. So why not go for the WWWF? World heavyweight I'll win the Royal Rumble and I'll go for that belt. Why Rhea against uh, Brock Lesnar? What's up? Rhea Ripley hey, I'll be down for that shit, man. But unfortunately, society won't allow it. We didn't even get into that. They let uh, they let Finn Balor get hit by Meechin and Rhea Ripley hit... Uh, who'd she hit? Uh, she hit somebody too. What? Wait, on Raw? Well, she bought yeah, Finn Gallows and she... Well, she's hit everyone, but usually from behind, but... Yeah, it's the first time they went like to get each other in the ring. Pretty cool. Um, I don't know, but Damian Priest maybe. I mean, but Brock would have to put people over. So I mean, if you want Brock to beat someone, you know, then you bring someone in like Goldberg or you know somebody who's sort of you know. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the Miz get you know German suplex seventeen times? <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh, Sign, Jacob love for two. Sign Jacob for two for uh, Mania and have Brock Lesnar versus Jacob for Man, two. if they want to make the bloodline into a real serious fucking faction, like real dead set serious way, it could be Hammerstone sort of, uh, versus, versus Brock. Sorry, I got over Hammerstone versus Brock would be awesome just by the way Hammerstone looks. He's believable and whatnot. But Jacob for two really needs to make the jump to WWE, man. Yep. If he fucking does, even Hammerstone, I'll you think Hammerstone WB would love someone like Hammerstone dude you think he so have the test. Ah. yeah he's fucking gas to the gills that's true but I mean come on I don't think they give a shit anymore Jeff you might be right I mean especially if it's under doctor prescription I mean there's certainly ways around it I mean but Jacob Fatu before we move on to Raw proper because we've been talking like you know about a lot of other things is he ever going to make the jump to WWE, you think? Because imagine him in the bloodline right now. He'd be so awesome in there. Well, he, he's halfway through a five-year contract extension. How strong are the terms of that contract? Are there any opt-outs? But him and Hammerstone signed five-year deals during COVID with um, with MLW. Damn, the fools, oh, man. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm not leaving, but I have something that if it's what I think it is, it's going to be worth it. Okay. All right. No worries. Well, Kev, um, do you agree about uh, Junior Fatu and um, 
There's got to be a reason why Vince didn't want him. There's got to be some heat. Has to be, man. There there. has to be. There has to be some sort of bullshit going on, man. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he has enemies. Maybe there's rivals, Samoan gangs. For all we know, I have no idea. But uh, it's. I mean, they were all gangsters. You know, Rikishi, for example, right? You seen the scar on his stomach there? Mm Hmm. That's not from liposuction or anything like that. He actually got shot in the drive-by, man. Back in the day, because he was he was part of a blood gang. Damn. Hey, look at that. Yes. Look I represent everything. I love it. Club. I love look it. Look at you that. He got, when did that come in? Just, it just came. Nice. Oh, literally. Like, just yeah. now. I just opened no up the package. Full snug, and we have to turn it to the wrong side. <laughs> did you no, notice right. added in your uh, your voice, uh, your voice, the, the headbutt to the uh, Jolly Rogers into our uh, show now? <laughs> I think I have the soundbite of it now. I have the soundbite. I, I, only, listened, to the I only listened to the, to the dollar report this week. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That is absolutely awesome. Todd says in the chat, well, it's Hunter's call now, not Vince, right? I guess. <laughs> I assume so. Who knows Rock anymore? Rock versus but... Quincy Elliott. <laughs> Meanwhile, where's he been? Do you know it'd be cool if they did uh instead of they don't they they're not getting the Miz if they replaced the uh the dynasty had the Miz sign uh have Alex Hammerstone and Richard Holiday as a gang and just stole the MLW gimmick that'd be fucking awesome. Miz could be the man too. That'd be fine. Have MJF come in with Hammerstone and all that like part of the OG. He, they should have did that in AEW. I don't know why they didn't instead of the Pinnacle. Idiots, but... dude. Idiots. Mm-hmm. I mean, how good was he in that faction in MLW, man? Like Amazing. I loved it, dude. Absolutely, that was that was the only reason why at that time I was watching MLW it was for that and for Jacob Fire too, pretty much. But now I just feel like they've gone cold. Amistone is kind of, you know, hot and cold. But Jacob MLW is cold as hell right now. That's why you know it's kind of dying. Yeah. MLW yeah, is cold as hell. Yep. Yeah, they just kill it already. Jeez. Anyway, let's go back to Raw, guys, because we went way off subject there, but we get it. <laughs> We get a Candice LeRae segment in the back where she's oh, walking backstage and she runs into an interview. She says she hasn't been on Raw very long, but damage control attacked her and injured her, and she doesn't know why. So she reintroduces herself as the woman who's going to take Dakota Kai out tonight. We get entrances for our next match and finally, mercifully, go to a break after an hour there, Kev. <laughs> yep. Well, we come back from commercial and we get Matt Riddle and Elias are also interviewed backstage. Matt says it feels like they've been teaming for years and Chris Farley is all over their match from last week. Elias says he sees himself more as a solo artist but has to admit that they're pretty good. They're a pretty good duo. Riddle talks about challenging for the tag titles. Elias is clearly intrigued as the Usos roll up to call them twos. Elias tells him to put the tag titles on the line, and Jay says, anytime, any place, but we still don't have a tag match, I guess. So, whatever. Anything to report, guys, about this segment, or we just move I on? Think, I think the match is actually be next week on Raw. Probably. More than likely. Kev, anything to say? So Elias needs to change. It's not working. It's been there, done that, and it's a, less, a lesser version of Elias. Uh, he needs to change badly. Um, Ezekiel. But what do you change him in, dude? Ezekiel, come on, man. He's just a a less special version of freaking Eugene. I said it. No, no, no. He was. He was. That's what it felt like, bro. Straight up. No, no. Think at about all. it, Kev. Come on. Think no. about that shit. 
I don't know, man. The big Zeke. Next thing you know, anyone who would benefit from going back to NXT for a while and and for sure holding that title for six months or something and then coming back. I don't know, but build him as a badass man. Like just have him like get rid of the jeans, you know, too. Like he he did that for years. It didn't work. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I don't know if it's totally his fault. But he's really hasn't been given anything half decent. But do you think Ezekiel, for example, Jeff, is just a less special version of Eugene? I don't know. Think what about it, it. I mean, it was it was clever for a little bit. I, I I really did admire how Elias actually physically changed his body and now has changed it back. I mean, it's really pretty amazing. Um, True. That kind of dedication deserves something. I mean, that's like the Robert Shearer sure. Award. You know, how he would get himself really fat to be Capone, then he get himself all lean and wiry for Cape Fear and shit. Um, I couldn't do it, man. I'd, if no. I was trying to put on weight or the other way around, I end up fucking just staying that way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe if you were getting tw- pay twenty million dollars to play a role, maybe that would be the right incentive. True, but, uh, that's there's there's the incentive exactly. <laughs> um, and raging bull. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know what to do with Elias. The the, the the problem is is that with the brand split and with there only being one one world title, there feels like there's less things to pursue, but the rosters still feel a little bit small to me. So like even if you brought something back like the European title, it, it, it seems like silly. Um, but if you did like maybe that's something he could, or if there was a if there was instead of the stupid twenty four seven bell, if you brought back a hardcore thing, that's something he could do. He's always got a guitar, he's always got a weapon. I mean, that could be something he could be. And if he does it well, like Crash Holly did and, and Hardcore Holly did, then you get over people respect you. Because nobody cared about Hardcore Holly before that. He was washing off the spark, spark plug, plug dude, exactly. for a while. Then he got the hardcore, and then he got the badass reputation of being like the, the locker room, you know, uh, uh, correctional officer and all that stuff, you know. And uh, Well, he's been known to stiff a few guys, man, over his time, so... Right. but nobody cared I mean, about that until he was until he established himself as the the hardcore. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to do with Elias because I don't think he's got much personality. This is his character. I mean, he's been doing the same thing for eight years. He's very professional with his uh, personality. If that makes any sense, like he's very. I think the ring his, his like move set was better as equal to it. He was quicker. You know, he just he was more like more life to him, more energetic. You know, he's but he was a dork, though, dude. He was a complete dork. Yeah, most of the crowd's a dork. They loved it. They just didn't have an end game to his story, the, the uh, brother's story. It just got and dragged out too long. That was the problem. And, and that's what I don't understand. How do you go into, like, I want to know how these guys think. How do you go into a program without an end game? Well, because Vince started it. That was before yeah. Triple H. Still, have an end game. Whoever's fucking booking that shit. Like, you don't just go there and, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe that was the end game. He gets injured and comes back as Elias. It probably probably was. <laughs> um, I don't know. Elias to me probably seems was, like he, for sure. Like, like he, he's like the heavy in a group of three or four. He's not the star. And when he was Ezekiel, they were trying to make him the star. When he was in in, in you know uh, with this thing with the Riddle, it's a it's a duo. I I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Ezekiel is has a lot more Arn Anderson than Ric Flair in him. Arn Anderson, that's that's a big. I mean, no, Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson is much better than Ezekiel ever was. Much man. better, bro. Yeah, Come on, that's a bit of an insult, bro. Come on. I mean, in, in the faction, like his role in fact, he'd be more of like an enforcer. You're 
one of your hey, pedals, he forces the number two spot, dude. I have him more as like a Paul Roma, like fourth guy of the horseman as Ezekiel, and Elias not as any. I'd have him as the Mongo of the horseman, and even then, well, it depends what like, horseman constitution you were talking yeah, about. I'm talking either. about the last, the shittest I mean, horseman. I mean, Aaron was number two when it was Flair, Aaron, Tully, and Oli, but who was number two when there was Luger there or Wyndham? Which, or oh, yeah, with Luger. Oh, yeah, true. Because that was WWE really at the time. Dean Malenko. All, all oh, Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham would have been the number two. Right. You know, and then Aaron would be like number three. That That's more where I'm seeing. Anyway, I'm just saying like he, like he'd be, he'd be more the solo Sokoa role than Usos or even Sammy. Well, or, yeah. I mean, Solo is essentially the enforcer of the bloodline, right? Right. So that that's where I would that's where I would see him like as a, like as a backup for someone. And he loses important matches, but he beats lesser important people. He beats like Matt Haven and Mike Bennett when they bring them in, and Saul Renaro. <laughs> but he, you know, he he loses to I don't know whatever. I'll pick pick somebody who's mid card relatively important. <laughs> Chris says in the chat, Damien Sandow should return as Zeke and then Elias Story can get over as a team or feud or both. It would have worked. But yeah. unfortunately, they didn't pull the trigger. Well, I, I really don't think Aaron Stevens wants to wrestle. I mean, his whole, his yeah, whole yeah, gimmick yeah. In, in NWA now is that he doesn't wrestle. He's been in one match and it was like reluctant. And he's like with uh, Nate Valentine and I think he's also the, the head booker for UWS. He he's the uh, head booker. I think I even think, in the uh, NWA too, dude, at the moment. Who knows? No, nobody WWE knows. money might pers- persuade him a little bit. I, you know, like, would you want to wrestle if you're with all the injuries and stuff? If uh... But does WWE want him? I feel like no. they don't rate him, dude, at all. No, they, don't, they don't like no. him. But, but him, that could work because he's got enough of a personality to carry Elias. So if he's like, Ezekiel's back and everyone's like, hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. That really would have worked. Or they could have, uh, when Elias came back too, they could have had Aaron Aaron shave and be Ezekiel and, and Elias be Elias. Either would have worked either way. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, look, whatever, they screwed it up by having no in-game, but that's time to be for you. But let's go back to Raw, guys, because we got another matchup. It is the Alpha Academy in Chad Gable and uh, Otis. Versus the Street Profits in Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. The Street Profits end up winning by pinfall with a frog splash from Montez Ford onto Chad Cable. Did Montez look ripped though, or what, Kev? They, he looks great. Um, they they look good as a team, but they need a change. Uh, both these teams need Dawkins a change. Dawkins starting to look like a bum though next to Montez a lot these days, well, bro. I think he's getting bigger too, but it's he's got to uh, change the diet then, you know? It's like uh, you got to change the diet if you if you can't just put on the mask without depth defining it, you know. Uh, he's but probably he's still working very out. athletic. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, he's got to uh, tighten up a little. Yeah, he's very loose for sure, man. You know what I mean? Especially Martha just looks like a star, though. Yeah, man, he's just all class, bro. Like, how can you hate the guy? Like, you just look at him, and you just you can tell there's something about him. Like, if you just walked in, if you were just some random person that's not even into professional wrestling, but say you're in a store somewhere or wherever or in a room and Montez Ford walks in, you would know he's somebody, even yeah. if you don't know who he is. He just has that presence about him. Jeff, do you agree? 
I do. I mean, both these guys are 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, they both look like they're something. And I actually think that Dawkins is slimming down, but I think he's also losing muscle at the same time. For a while, he was bulking up muscle. Uh, I, I don't I don't really know what's going on, but they, they work together as a team. They they have a pretty good move set. Everyone's saying they need to split. I, I don't know. I've been hearing this for a long time. I'm not really sure what they do. I mean, unless you're going to do like a hurt business where Montez Ford is second to Bobby Lashley. And then uh, in nine months, he turns on him like the rock did. And Bobby Lashley is like the Farouk. Um, I mean, that might work, uh, but poor Dawkins, he's, he's going to be in nowheresville because he, you know, he's, he'll be like Elias. Yeah. Which, I'm uh, afraid for I mean, you could then you you, have, easy. you need to find your new Mick Foley to find your new uh, job squad for the Elias, Baron Corbin, <laughs> Dawkins, and and the Alpha Academy. I mean, or uh, Ali or something. It's like they the they, what's the acronym for they have nothing for us? AEW. <laughs> <laughs> it would be them. Them. They have nothing for us. Benefits. Toss Toss is in the chat. The island of irrelevancy. AEW Dark. That's right. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. That doesn't even exist, Kev. What is that? (laughs) That's not even a thing. Uh, Anyway, Ring of Honor too. Let them go. The guys. Good to see them back. Good team. I, you know, I, I don't know what happens. I mean, if you ever want to break up the bloodline or or their grip on the title, they're they're very credible team to take that mantle. Um, I agree. But they're they're good, but I I get more uh, killer bees off of them than Harfang. Oh, come on. I I was a fan of the killer bees, man, back in the day. Then what are you all coming on about? (laughs) Anyway, we come back from commercial though after that segment as we get Austin Theory making his entrance and gets on the mic. He asks who looks stupid now and says he doesn't want to be called a kid now that he's beaten Bobby Lashley and Seth freaking Rollins at the same damn time and become a two-time United States champion. He says everybody's jealous and wants to be him. And then we get (laughs) himself coming to the ring in the most obnoxious, weird... What the fuck was that, Jeff? Um... Seriously. What was that? Uh, I don't know. Except for the shorts. I mean, it looked like a woman's outfit. (laughs) It was a a woman's outfit. I mean, thank God he was wearing shorts underneath, dude. I I don't know what he's trying to do. I really don't know. <laughs> I, I would rather he just got an obnoxious robe and, and acted like Ric Flair. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. So that's in the helicopter. <laughs> Laughing. Well, you don't do the helicopter. I mean, you can do, I mean basically you could do Bobby Roode's glorious gimmick. I mean, you know, whatever uh, it is. Or he can be ravishing Rick Roode and, and tell all the sweat hogs how ugly they are. Except his, he doesn't have the physique anymore. <laughs> Todd says you could say he looked outlandish. Or you could say he looked kind of poofy. Let's be right, honest. Don't insult Zicky Dice that way. Zicky Dice at least has a look. I, I, yeah. 
brownie points if you get the reference. Hence why I said poofy. <laughs> Just quietly. Um, shout out if you get that reference. <laughs> it, it was it was it was a choice. Looked like Darby <laughs> Allen without the god. <laughs> or did he look like uh, what's it called? Uh, what's that? What's that thing's name in AEW? Sunny Kiss without the makeup. That thing. Oh, that's the wrong pronoun, buddy. Oops. Oops. My bad. That thing. <laughs> I forgot his name. That's why I said that. That's legit. Oh, well, thing that was supposed to do it? But anyway. How do, you, um, how do you mean to put it that way? But damn. I mean, but it, I mean, it did look like Seth cross dresses and he looked way <laughs> too comfortable in, in that outfit. For my tastes, you know. I, I mean, obviously, the, uh, I represent Club. all things Dollar Club, which is very macho. Did you see the very meeting macho. where Nikki Bella had the same outfit? <laughs> well, I would have rather she worn it the same way he did. Meaning buttons open. You know what, guys? I dare say, is he the only guy that could get over a friggin' skirt and people still cheer him and think uh, he's cool? Meet Roddy, up, man. Roddy Piper yeah. says, hold my beer from the grave. <laughs> Todd Bradley says, don't worry, everyone has forgotten Sonny Kiss too. <laughs> wink, wink. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think he's, yeah, I know you said Vito. I mean, didn't, what's his name? Door 2? Saturn. Uh, Saturn, yeah. right. Saturn, he made the dress look good on him, right? Well, not <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't he wear like a, like a, like yeah. a... That's a kilt. That was a kilt. Yeah, but still. I mean, that's just, you know, that's not saying the... If you're the, not Scott, the headbangers. The headbangers. If, you're not, if you're not Celtic, it's a skirt. Well, yeah, it's true. But what about the headbangers? They were doing it. Ah, true. Yeah, well, there you go. Same shit, so, though. It's cute. Well, but anyway. Answer, yes, other people can get a skirt over. No, no. But you know how there was a stage where, like, all these celebrities were wearing legit fucking dresses? Yeah, right now. Like, Machine Gun like, Kelly. Right now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, fucking, seriously, what's wrong with these people? Anyway, my point is, I can see Seth Rollins getting to that outlandish and still be over, man. I don't know why, but I can I mean, just the last see time it. it was in to be wearing dresses was, was uh, Greek and Roman age with hogas. Tunics? Yeah, but see, Tunics? right, but you... What? Sorry, Kev. Tunics? <laughs> look, look, to answer your question, though, Jeff, quickly... The thing is about the, the dresses, you know, with the Greeks and Romans and all that, even the fighting dresses, they looked kind of badass, though, dude. Well, I mean, no one had invented pants yet, or at least not in the world. The, the, the you thought pants would be invented pretty early. The Scythians introduced pants to the West because they did war while riding on horses. They had cavalry. There was no cavalry in Europe yet. Interesting. I actually should look into the history of pants. Can you, have you, you actually know the history of pantalones there, Jeff? Yeah, it was it was it was to protect your, you know, this whole area, not just I your know, junk your inner thighs from chafing. High heels were invented for men so they wouldn't get their uh, pants in the mud in, in the um, rain. What? Cold. Really? Yeah. Damn. Aristocrats, so they wouldn't get their uh, pants wet in puddles. <laughs> Aristocrats. Uh, Aristocrats, more like. Uh, anyway, let's we just move on. <laughs> We get Austin Theory making his entrance and gets on the mic. Wait, I already said this, didn't I? Or did I? Did I yeah. talk about this yet? I did. Yeah. Anyway, we get... So I said the whole thing, Theory asking what happens when the future makes you look like the past. Anyway, the good point line. is we... we get Yeah, it was a good line. I actually thought Theory looked very 
good in this segment. Just don't call him kid, Jeff. I wouldn't. I mean, Kev, 25 years old, is he a kid? Um, it reminds me of Back to the Future when Marty McFly gets called yellow. You know what me. I noticed, dude? What? You know, HD, tell, you know, it's funny, you know, watching shit in HD and whatnot. Is it just me? But his eyebrows are fucking bushy as shit, dude. Um, like they stand out, man, for me for some reason. He's just squinting more. I don't know. So it's more like that's probably why you notice it. They're not when you're straight. When they're straight, you probably can't tell that it's, they're all like bushy. So when you're squinted, it looks a little more like because he's looking, trying to look pissed off, so sort of protruding a little more just because of his <laughs> face. I don't know, man. He just seems a little different. But I like the change of attitude, if you want to call it that. At least he's taking shit way more serious. But I just don't understand how you cashed in. Only for him to win the bout. Anyway, whatever. Apparently, have you seen the dirt sheets that they're saying about Theory? Now people are saying, oh, see, Triple H is not burying him. But guess what, guys? Now they're saying they're burying him still. Because he got the United States Championship. Because Triple H received so much backlash that he was forced to give the US Championship straight back to Theory. Really? I, I wish that we had so much influence over Triple H, then I wouldn't have to see Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. And fucking his wife, just just quietly, just You're fucking his wife. Yeah. No, oh. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Anyway, let's move on. We come back after that segment to a Miz runs into an interview and refuses to answer questions. He admits he's holding the bag of money, but claims he re-injured his hand and competing would go against any medical professional's advice. Adam Pearce then rolls up to tell him he's fighting tonight and he taped uh, and he taped up the wrong hand. No matter what Miz says, he's having the match tonight. He gives in and says Dexter hopes of becoming a WWE superstar will be over and Pierce will be hearing from his lawyer. Uh, Kev, were you pumped to see this leading into the Dexter Lumis? versus Miz matchup um I was actually actually excited for this match just because it was the it's going to end it finally this feud finally and uh I haven't seen Dexter wrestle in a while so I was wanted to see uh what his moveset would be if it'd be any different if it is still going to be a Wiley Coyote moveset or more serious um and I was glad it was more serious you know oh yeah that's true uh, I mean he did seem more serious more slow more methodical with what he was doing that crab walk wherever the fuck he does what's it called again I forgot what he calls it. I thought it was, ah, who cares? But anyway, he's got to stop doing that everywhere, man. Look, seriously. Yeah, Jeff, I was falling on his head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jeff, what do you think? Of which part? I'm talking about the backstage stuff and the match. Oh, the backstage stuff? I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, it just, it just seemed derivative. I mean, I know all wrestling is copying, but I, I mean... Did we just see in NXT somebody, you know, showing X-rays of the wrong arm being injured? Yes. You know, and like they're saying, and like you said, you know, and, and like he's like, your left arm was injured, but that's an X-ray of your right arm. How do you know that? Because the R is right there. I mean, it was done better in NXT. I just, I just feel like it was a, a rerun. And but listen, if if this is if this is over, they're done. He got his money. He's a face. Swell, Gargano to the Miz. I feel like it's going to be a little bit more of the same, but you know, Loomis needs to move on to something else. Um, I don't know. I 
But where? There's nothing to do with him. I don't even. I wouldn't even know how to book him right now, unless I you know. go full stalker mode. That's that's the problem. Is the WWE has no mid card. Like nobody's working the mid card. Um, there's a big like, gap between the up, yeah. the, like the high up. The, the mid card is becoming the top end. Everyone's the, the mid card, except right. for Roman. Except for Everyone's Roman, right. right? And Brock. And you need to get some yeah. tag teams feuding with each other. You need to get some low card people feuding with with each other. I mean, that's why there's nothing for you know. You know what to do with Elias? Don't know what to do with Loomis. Don't know what to do with Baron Corbin. Don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, you either have the people at the top of the card, or you have almost killing people. And uh, you know, and then there's there's nothing else, and that that's what's missing. I mean, you know, I, I mean, what do you have Dolph Ziggler and, and Robert Roode on payroll for if not to be in mid card feuds? Well, Roode was hurt. Oh, I got you. <laughs> he was. He's coming back as glorious, so he's got a chance. Which is fine. Well, that's glorious. Not, that's fine. It's perfect. Gl- glorious holes. Glorious. WWE is always copying AEW. They have no originality. They're always copying AEW. Always. No originality. Even to the point of their promos were taken from last week's Dynamite. I mean, you know, Dolph means swerve in German. (laughs) Does it? No. Oh, well, it'd be funny. The funny thing is, Dolph's not even actually German heritage. He's Hungarian heritage. But anyway, who cares? Oh, good. good. Uh, Watch there, because this week on Garden of Doom. The podcast is who are the huns well they Attila. <laughs> there you go there you go there will be a Shout out to all my huns out there just don't say it to a scottish person okay. whatever you do it's actually derogatory it's a derogatory term but anyway uh dexter ends up winning uh via submission with the silencer earning himself a WWE contract post-match loomis signs a contract and adam pierce gives him his bag of money as Dexter walks along the front row and hands money out from the bag until Miz recovers and blindsides him. He takes the bag of money back and yoinks a bill right out of someone's kid's hand as John Johnny Gargano runs down and lays him out with a super kick. Gargano takes the money and returns it to the kid and shares a thumbs up with Dexter as Dakota Kai makes an entrance. Uh... This is child. This is just childish shit for me, and uh, I just don't care. Kev, do you care? I was for the kids, you know. It was real money, like Jeff said. I oh, know that was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's cool. That, that part's cool. I'm just talking about this Gargano Dexter. No, nah, this brought. I mean, Jeff already had Gargano low to begin with. Um, I was. I, I like to start, and uh, this whole Miss thing with him has been trash. And uh, hopefully, they can make it interesting it's not interesting i agree how do you give money to some kids and not to all of them i mean first of all yeah, no, he, that's yeah true. I mean, he missed a lot of kids there i mean so i, I have a feeling that those that wasn't real money it's like wwe money like, no, it's probably, like, it real. It was it's like, probably like 10 percent off at the at the vendor desk or something there, there, there was actually a kid funny enough who seemed like he was a bit you know clued on where he was looking at the note and the camera's sort of like not on him directly like they'll panning to the Miz whatever but but you can see what was going on in the background the kid's looking at that bill and it's like but he's checking if it's real like legitimately he knew like to check if it was fake or not and he's just sitting there looking and he's like it's if real the, the secretary <laughs> of the treasury doesn't have this signature on it it's not real I heard reports that it was real but we know how reports are in the wrestling industry so we're not sure I mean 
I don't know who to believe less, the wrestling media or the wrestlers themselves, because apparently FTR for the second year in a row has no idea when their contracts are up. I mean, it would seem yeah, to me that... apparently now it's 2023, Jeff. Yeah, right. Jeff, well, Regal doesn't know either. Uh, right. Miles Malachi Black doesn't know. No now the oh, he's a Malaka, way, straight up. <laughs> the only way I can reconcile this is that they do have certain terms, but they have there's company options in them, and so they don't know if the company's going to pick them up, and that's what <laughs> happened with Brian Cage. So I could see that there are three-year contracts, but the company has two one-year options, so they think it's up, but then it's not up for another year, and then it's not up again. But Regal's was only a one-year contract, but it could be a one-year contract with two options. But even then, I mean... I'm hearing a three-year contract possibly, Jeff. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. A one-year contract with two company options can be considered a three-year contract if the company wants to keep you. Hey, do you guys hear the other uh, dirt sheet news? Roman Reigns was visibly mad that oh, his yes. Kevin Owens got popped. In other news, I stubbed my toe and I was visibly mad too. Of course he's going to be <laughs> fucking mad if you hurt his eardrum. Freaking dumbasses. I guess Kevin Owens is getting buried now. <laughs> yeah, I <got> <laughs> Yeah, we, we didn't see, we didn't see him win a match on the main event uh, last night. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's a that's the wrong way. Well, according to the IWC, that would be buried. Some of the shit that gets reported these days is just ridiculous, man. News is I don't so know. They just need to make something up. Like, oh, he was visibly mad. They have like a friend in the catering, you know. Like, he comes and goes. God damn, that hurts. Ah, Roman Reigns was visibly upset. Yeah, it's so stupid. I know the. I don't remember a time where the dirt sheets were this bad. Like if you go back to the nineties, the late nineties, they were never this bad. Now it's just. Well, the competition is crazy. There's like two thousand wrestling podcasts. There's another five hundred YouTube shows that aren't podcasts also. And then there's like all. The, and as far as dirt sheets, well, there's got to be probably like three or four dozen of them. I and mean, there used to be three. Yeah, you gotta get that seven ninety nine a month. So you gotta beat everybody else. You need clickbait, you know. Yeah, you need to it fucking comes, put in work. Literally these days, just to get noticed. Pay seven ninety nine. The first thing they do is blast it because they think they have inside information to get followers. So it's like I don't know. It's it's like idiots chasing idiots chasing idiots. And and <laughs> and, and and I hear you, people. There have been plenty of times I've been in that idiot train, and there'll be plenty of times again I'll be in that idiot train. We're not journalists though, and we're not charging. <laughs> well, we're not charging, and we're definitely not journalists, but neither are they. I mean, I think that, that's the thing people need to understand is that the wrestling media are not journalists. If you get business reports from Forbes occasionally, but there, there's no no one is actually doing investigative journalism. They're yeah. doing opinion, and and you know their sources are their friends or whatever. So they're doing semi journalism. They're doing journalism like Tucker Carlson does journalism. You know, it's 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 all it's all opinion. It, you know, it's. It's it's like it's like it's like the news channels in prime time. It's at, at, but it's even a little bit worse than that because it is you know like TMZ. But but TMZ actually has journalists. I mean, yeah, true. Start that way. Yeah, they, they they do now. Well, guys, let's go to everyone's favorite female wrestler once again. It is Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Your two favorite girls, Jeff. Um. I didn't care who was going to win this. I just didn't give a shit, like I was saying all night. Candice LeRae, though, ends up winning by pinfall with an avalanche neckbreaker. Whoopity whoop. Don't care. Jeff, I'm sure you don't care. And Kev, is there anything to say? I cared. It was the best Candice has looked on the main roster. Dakota, it was a good match. It was too long, though. It went a little bit too long. 
Yeah, just yeah, I just didn't give a shit, man, personally. But we come back from commercial, we get a video package recap of War Games as we see Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair backstage being interviewed. Bianca says they've been better physically, but mentally it's all good, and she's just glad it's all over. Uh, Damage Control thought they could take out Becky Lynch and take this division over. Well, she's held the division down and all of Damage Control's plans have backfired as Asuka enthusiastically chimes in, saying, ay, 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 whatever she was saying. But Alexa is distracted and half-hearted as Kevin Owens makes his entrance. And we move finally to the main event. But before I go there, anything to report on in these segments, Kev or Jeff? Yeah, this is what uh, WWE needs to do from now on, all wrestling shows. Real shows show a recap when the show starts. In case you missed last week's episode, Game of Thrones does it. Netflix does it. Right. Just do it's a cool whole beginning of the show, and then stop the fucking replays. We watched it. Don't insult our intelligence. Move on. You know, do more like the crowd stuff. Becky in the crowd if you need time to fill. The crowd got hyped, you know, do that kind of stuff. Less recaps. Once in the beginning, show the whole recap from the whole fucking week, every show. Have it be three minutes. It doesn't matter. And then go right to your show and get rid of the recaps. It, it is obnoxious oh, okay. as hell. You're right. There's a reason they do it. You see the, the trademark and copyright assertion at the end of every hour. And that's because at some point somewhere, or maybe in some parts of the world, they repackage these as one hour shows. And so they put they the do, recap on do. there. But but hmm. it's obnoxious. You can you can edit that back in if you needed to yeah. or whatever. Anyway, it's 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 uh, you know, it it's not fair to the main audience, me. It's terrible. But as far as the, the segment you were talking about. I like whenever Asuka talks nonsense, even if it's happy. I prefer when it's angry nonsense. And Alexa looking completely indifferent and spaced out and not exactly happy. And so, you know, is 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 she not happy that all talk is about Becky, not about the rest of them? Is she is she distracted because Uncle Howdy is whispering to her? You know, I mean, that at least is interesting. That's that's the the beginnings of a wrestling story or is it the continuation of a wrestling story don't really know Definitely so continuation right. so i well yeah that that that's one way but it could also be maybe alexa's jealous of becky and that keeps becky out of the title picture for a while i i don't know whatever it is that was interesting it doesn't take a lot in wrestling to be interesting so that was interesting uh bianca needs to learn how to do different promos she always sounds the same Oh, the moth did show up for a split second behind Alexis. Yes. I know. Firefly As, down. Firefly down. As Chris was ah. saying in the chat, he goes, did you guys notice the white moth flash as Alexa was on screen? You know what? I actually initially didn't notice. <laughs> Look, I must have not been looking at the TV at the time, but uh, it makes sense anyway. I think she's going to be straight back in with... Bray Wyatt's little crew, whatever it's going to be. But I uh, thought they were going to do more of that. Remember when uh, I think it was Dexter was banging Miz into the the Tron on the side of the ring, and it mm-hmm. kept. I, I thought at some point maybe they they put the Firefly down there, the Upside Down Moth, uh, in, in there. I thought that might be cool, but they maybe they'll do it in the future. But uh, uh, I was that's one thing I was hoping to see and didn't. But I guess there really was an opportunity for it last night. Yeah, I hate really see that too. I hate when they do that with the OLED screens, right? Where, like, it's clearly fake, right? The one thing is, we all know they're OLEDs, so that shit doesn't happen when you get hit on the friggin' monitors, man. Just don't I don't even, even know do what, you're, what you are saying when you say OLED, so I, I we all don't oh, know anything. And I'm, the I'm assuming, I'm LED. assuming, uh, yeah, LED, but OLED in specific, 
Well, specifically, is a lot more stronger than, say, your normal LED lights. Do you know what I mean? So it you really takes a lot. Everything they do on the show is fake, so so what? I know, but some, some things look overly fake, like that with the screen. It was just dumb. But anyway, who cares? It's just a nitpick anyway. But uh, let's move on to the main event, guys. It is Jay Uso, or should I say main event Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens in a 25-minute bomb burner as Kevin Owens ends up winning by pinfall via the stunner as the bloodline are stunned in an emotional sense while KO scrambles away. And that's the end of the show. Kev, what would you think of this match? Great match for me. Just went way too long. Yeah, way too long. I was like already uh, getting close to tapping out. I already had this match too. And then uh, once I get like two commercials, I'm like, uh, I miss parts of it. To look down on my phone, I don't look up in time, you know. Yeah. But but it was very good. Um, Kevin Owens needed a win too after what they did. It fits for the storyline. Oh, for sure. Jeff, what'd you think? I agree with everything that he said. I have nothing to add. Well, geez, my stomach is rumbling. Um, Yeah, no. Well, look, like I said, there's not much really to say other than it was a great match for television, that's for sure. For whatever reason, they pretty much got 30 minutes. I don't know why. But, um... Four commercial breaks. Four. See, and it takes you out of the match, man. Like Kevin was saying... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, the one yeah and, and they went straight to commercial right at the start of the entrances too. If you remember, the first but, hour had no commercials, so they had a they had right. more commercials in the second two hours. Right, right, for sure. Now you're right. Um, Why so did they do a, a commercial free first hour for that hour? It's not like anything special happened. <sighs> it was a good hour though, Jeff. Well, me and Kev felt that way anyway. Uh, I didn't think it was a particularly good hour, but I mean, but it wasn't exceptional. I mean, it's not like there was any major announcement. It's not like there was a title match. It's, I mean, it wasn't even, I mean, unless you consider the OC versus Judgment Day a major feud, there wasn't even, you know, dealing with a major feud. Well, Jeff, like you're saying that uh, Raw's lacking star power. So just not having those commercial breaks would uh, would bring would, would pads the numbers a little bit, you know. More people are watching the first hour. Might be a thing for the network, possibly. Yeah, people leave at nine o'clock to tune into Monday Night Football, and so they just want to get that two million people in the first hour because when they go down to one point six or one point five, the it'll even out at one point seven two or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. By the way, uh, Rampage's uh, numbers came out for Friday at four was. 411,000 and SmackDown I've seen both 2,066 and 2,166 which is the difference of one number and 100,000 so I'm not sure which is correct that was on Fox Sports right last week uh yes it's it's only like 5pm for me it was weird yeah, four four p.m. Well, Eastern. Yeah, I watched it. I caught the end of it like accidentally I didn't even realize it was on same here me too I actually watched it by accident not realizing that it was on early. I got a notification on my phone. For most of us, so I don't think the change of time hurt them. I think it actually helped because... It did, actually did. Weird. If you're kids, you know, or whatever, you're young, and, you know, for sort of before you have your family obligations, even on Thanksgiving uh, weekend. So you're saying, Jeff, that Rampage actually beat out SmackDown in the ratings? No. no. Oh, sorry. 411,000 versus... 
two million either the sixty six thousand or two million one hundred sixty six thousand. Oh, okay, okay, all right. That's that's like a difference of five times. I mean it did like no, twenty no, no, times yeah, the yeah. number. So <laughs> even on Fox Sports they managed to get in the millions. Yeah, that that's the amazing that's thing. Surprising. It was like on FS two or some shit like that. It wasn't even like Damn. FS one. That's Jimmy, true. he said thousand, but it was a slip of the tongue. He, I knew what he was saying. The million, two point one or two. Oh well, I was talking oh, about yeah, the no. sixty-six thousand. I mean, the two points. Yeah, sorry, was it sixty-six thousand uh, or one sixty-six thousand? I misunderstood it. That's why I'm like, huh, hang on a minute, Rampage beat. And I haven't found Impact or New Japan yet. It hasn't been reported just yet. Oh, you. you and I think I didn't find it. Impact wasn't on this week. It was an Impact Overdrive. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. nobody's won. The, the Impact got a deal with the Zone, um, so I guess they'll be theoretically in 137 countries or something like that, which people are lauding as a big deal. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't. It's very know. cheap. Yeah, they're very Zone cheap. only costs two bucks, dude, to to subscribe yeah. down here. Two bucks. Right. So they, they they probably get something like two pennies per subscriber per month but i guess it's more money and more exposure i don't i don't think it's really going to do much i think people are making a bigger deal of that i mean none, i don't there's like no streaming services that make money yeah who cares impact they, they're just somehow still surviving it is what it is but guys i think we can take it home it was a bit of a long show now i'm not talking about our show we, we went the usual the usual time i mean but like I said, I don't think there's really much to really say about the main event. I mean, before we yeah, go, is I'm, it anything? I'm just showing for Dollar Club Wrestle. Yes. Yeah, that's cool, man. I've got to get you that PNG f- file, man, because Jeff wanted to get a, what do you call it as well? A I'll put it on both sides, on uh, T-Public and on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, yeah. thank you, dude, for sure. They'll, they'll be, they'll yeah, be maybe awesome. he'll get it to you before he gets me my, my three shows he's holding hostage. Oh, yes, that's true. Well, Kev, tell them when they can find you, man. Everybody go on YouTube and follow Dollar Club Wrestling or follow my personal stuff at Panetta Sexy Time. Go on TeePublic or ProWrestlingTees.com and buy some Dollar Club Wrestling merchandise. Um, I'm also a part of AXW Wrestling now, American Excellence Wrestling. Uh, Kevin Kelly's running it uh, now. So he's got a lot of big changes. Come by, you can buy tickets at AXW.TIX.com. Uh, we're going to have a vendor table, and I am there as Uncle Slam, a wrestler. And Jeff Blitman's going to be at the next show January 7th right there. So they're going to have some PWC stuff there. If you guys want to bring some flyers, we have like our own QR code on our table too for Dollar Club Wrestling. We're there as Dollar Club Wrestling, and I'm there solo with Uncle Slam. Rock our Jim Prenny will be there. So give us a follow on all social media, Dollar Club Wrestling. Or beautiful La Sicaria. La Sicaria is going to be there. <laughs> what about Junior Sicario? Yeah, Ubuntu Sicario will be there. <laughs> oh, awesome. And they clobber uh, it- him over the head with a turnbuckle, put him under the ring. <laughs> Anything else you need to say, Kev? Nah, but Hoobin uh, 2 was a potential person we could have brought in. We were uh, we were asked if we wanted to bring him in. Should. Maybe it would be good for him, actually, Jeff. I don't think we'd make money on it, though, so it probably won't. <laughs> I, think, I, I think he meant Hoobin 2 Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Real Hoobie. Real You promise Hoobin 2 and everyone comes for Hoobin 2 Guerrero and they get Hoobin 2 Sicario. Oh, man. Oh, and um, just quietly. Jeff, um, give a shout-out to La Sicaria. Unfortunately, Ecuador lost this morning, my time. But uh, I was watching that game. But I think they're still through, though, to the next round. Yeah, they have enough points. 
But yeah, they lost to Senegal, believe me, I heard all about it all, all day long. Is she actually a soccer fan for real? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like her even more now, Jeff. Oh, look. You're the honorary oos of the Dollar Club. Damn right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. When I'm not feeling oosy with the Dollar Club, I'm here on the PWC <laughs> and the places we cross-pollinate, which is up in the Hami Media Group and Channel Attitude. I'm also on the Wrestling Soup Network, and uh, my other wrestling podcast that doesn't involve people you're looking at right now is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. That comes out bi-weekly. We uh, recorded that last week, so this is an off week. Um, and my non-wrestling podcast, which you can find pretty much everywhere we've talked about, and all those good places the PWC is, PW Hustle, uh, you name it, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is very eclectic this week. It's who were the Huns last week? It's who, what were the shamanic origins of the five major religions? And one week it might be, you know, dragons or gargoyles or talking about Balsar Galactica. So, uh, a whole lot of stuff there interviews with witches and warlocks and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and Garden Views tends to be more topical. Uh, and, and I think it's fair to say I'm a little bit obsessed with space law and what space law will be, so there's a lot of that on there. So if you're curious about that and similar kinds of niche areas of legalese which may apply to your life, Garden Views just may be for you. Brilliant. Awesome. Um, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. We can get all our shows. Also, channelattitude.com, hamimidigroup.podbean.com, Dollar Club Wrestling, the PW Hustle, and everywhere we're affiliated with. Um, in saying that, I think we're out, boys. I'm Jimmy T. That's Sexy Tom Kevin Panetta. That's the evilly replaced Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Monday Night Machismo. And we're out. See you. Stay evil, my friends.
since day one, everybody's had a problem with me. And why is that? One simple word, jealousy. Because everybody wants to be Austin Theory. That's right, everybody wants to be Austin Theory. And all of you, you see the inevitable. I'm younger, I'm stronger, I'm better, and I am the unescapable. And the Austin Theory era begins now! Theory, you may have lucked your way into that United States Championship on Saturday, but that doesn't change a damn thing. Because you know, deep down in your soul, that Monday nights belong to me. say to you, congratulations. Kid. Oh, what's the matter? You don't like that? You want to hit me? You want to fight me? But we ain't gotta wait. We can do it right here, right now. <laughs> Give me your best shot, kid. But on the chance, Todd. And I'm not your damn kid. <laughs> 